0: Welcome, babes. This is the bare Babes podcast hosted by me, Marquita J., also known as The Face Nurse, and co-hosted by my very best friend, Rebecca Otto. Get ready for an exciting bare experience that focuses on living beautifully from the inside out so that you can manifest and maximize your God-given purposeful life authentically and with privilege. Let's get barefaced. So today is our very first episode on the Bareface Babe. Babe. Um, I'm actually sitting on the balcony of a beautiful hotel in Grenada, St. George's Parish. And I wanted this very first episode to be in Grenada because it's such an authentic island. It's right below Trinidad and Tobago, right above South America. It's tucked away and it's so authentic, it's so raw, it's so very much themselves, it's not overly commercialized and it's so beautiful and I wanted to just be able to sit in the Caribbean sun and share a little bit about who the Barefaced Babe is and who this podcast is for because it's really for anyone and everyone who's trying to live barefaced. Now what do I mean by that? What do I mean by being face. So for me, I am an, um, an aesthetic nurse, a cosmetic nurse, um, a plastic surgery nurse, right? So all I care about is making sure that people come to me and they leave me happier than when they came in. And they are more excited about the face that they are sharing with the world. And they're more excited about the life and how they're showing up in their lives right and so that is my entire purpose for becoming an aesthetic nurse Um, it's not for any other purpose i went to nursing school just so that i can have men and women come in and leave me better than when i found them and anything i can do to make that be true um, is why i'm in that business or in the business or in the industry right and so it took many years for me to get to that place where I'm very clear on what type of career I want for myself, and it's very authentically me. I was in a career where I walked into my job every day and I had to turn into someone else. I had to be disguised as someone else. And with this particular career, I can walk in and be exactly who I am 100% of the time. And I don't know if necessarily everyone has that testimony, but now I do. So when I go to work and I have men and women come in and I have people come in, I am 100% exactly how I am if I wasn't at work. And that is something that I can say, I'm so grateful to God that I was able to tap into that and decide to change my whole career, change. I have two degrees. Okay, like I was in a full blown career, but I had to change that. Become a nurse, get a degree in nursing, a bachelor's degree at UT um, at Texas School of Nursing, the top one of the top nursing programs in the state of Texas, and with doing that. I was able to become more authentically myself. And so thinking about being barefaced, being a bare faced babe, you are an it girl because you completely know how to maximize who you are. You completely know how to maximize your God given beauty, your God given um, soul, who you are in the inside. You know how to maximize living authentically. You know how to maximize Your purpose and so another person that I love so much um, that I love through the depths of my soul is Rebecca Otto and she's my co-host she'll be sharing her thoughts about being barefaced and authentic and living in your God-given purpose um, on other episodes but she is a woman um, that I know without the shadow of a doubt lives her purpose on this earth and many people don't live a purposeful life. They don't even know why they're on this earth. They have no idea how to be authentic or barefaced. They have no idea how to live truly who they are. They're actually walking around living what their parents told them to live, how their parents told them to live, how friends told them to live, or how society told them to live. And they're completely disguised, and they have no idea who they are. But Rebecca Otto... My very best friend from Brisbane, Australia, um, who is currently studying midwifery at the number one midwifery program in the state I'm sorry, in the country of Australia. Um, we'll be sharing how she lives purposely, how she activates God in her life and shares it with her four children and her husband, and how she can teach us all how to live purposely and to connect with God in that way. And so I just want to have this intro episode to kind of explain who the barefaced babe is. So as we talk about um, being barefaced and Um, being authentic and living in God's purpose and not being disguised in any way. I I encourage you to grab some tea or even grab some green juice, um, turn up the volume on this episode and put on some fluffy socks or fluffy um, slippers and just get really comfortable because I want to share my first um, thoughts around being authentic and talking about, being authentic in your career, right? And really changing your career into who you are instead of changing who you are to fit into a career. So that's going to be our first episode. Um, episodes are going to be every week, um, hopefully every Sunday. Like I said, today is Sunday. I'm in Grenada. The sun is so blaring <laughs> on me. But um, I just want to share that. That'll be our episode for today. So let's get to it. So, being a barefaced babe in your career, um, like I said before, I was in a different career. I was actually in education. Um, why did I go into education? Well, the very first reason I even went into education is because um, I was finishing up my bachelor's degree in New York City. I was working for some of the top executives. I was working for L.A. Reid, Sean Carter, or Jay-Z, as people call him, Jermaine Dupri. And my focus was in the entertainment communications world. And honestly, working for top executives in the C-suite, I was so not authentic. I literally walked in and turned into some other human being that I couldn't even recognize just to be in the C-suite, just to for people to be awed by this opportunity that I received. And it's funny because I got the job or I got the internship in the career while I was in college from a friend who loved me for who I was. Yet when I walked into this internship in this job, I turned into someone else. And believe it or not, I was really, really not happy because I wasn't myself. I, I had to be more aggressive. I had to be more, um, you know, like oh, I have all this coolness or whatever. Like I'm naturally cool how I am or whatever. But it's like I had to turn into like yeah, I know about all the new. Um, what's the, what do they call artists? <laughs> I know. I know about all the new pop culture and pop. You know rumors and pop news, and in actuality, I know none of that. I, I don't look it up. I I don't really care. Like I'm, you know, I have really awesome friends who are, you know, celebrities and who are not, and I treat them all the same. Like I don't even know what's going on in people's lives or pop culture or TMZ or Shade Room. I don't know. But when I was in that field, I had to like know those things and like turn into that person. And I was truly unhappy and i was like okay like i don't want to stay in this like i'm gonna quit <laughs> even when i decided to quit um you know people were looking at me like girl like people would die for this position to be accepted and connected to these folks and i was just like i love them they're great but i just am not interested in changing myself every day and i didn't know what to do and so i spoke to my mom And, you know, she is the type of person where she just says things and um, bluntly, like very, very bluntly. And I was like, you know, I don't really know what I want to do, but I know I don't want to be here. She was like, you need to just go get a master's degree. And the only field I know that's getting, um, giving out master's degrees for free. It's education. And I was just like, okay. And, you know, being a beautiful black woman, you know, when we don't know what to do, what we gonna do is get a degree. We gonna go get a degree. (laughs) That's what we gonna do. So I went and I um, enrolled in master's degree. I, I studied at Columbia. I studied at Long Island University. And I just, I got a master's degree in education. (laughs) Once again, another inauthentic, not purposeful, like in the sense of like, I knew that's what I wanted to do um, decision, but I knew I would have a master's degree and I, at least I would be um, more hireable, right? And so I went into education and I I taught and I built schools and I helped um, an organization called New Visions uh, for Public Schools start different schools throughout uh, New York City, and I worked with Teach for America, and I I worked with KIPP and those folks, and I really enjoyed the kids. I really enjoyed, I worked with high school kids. I love high school. My favorite grade to work with was actually 11th grade, and my favorite type of student to work with is actually an adolescent female student because they, those girls, they're not here to play, okay? And if you don't have your wits about you and you're not aware of who you are, they will eat you alive, okay? A teenage girl will eat you alive. She'll eat you alive. And they were my favorites. I, Whenever I was in a school, I would always start either an African-American coalition club or I would start a girls-only girl empowerment club. And no matter where I was, whether I was in Brooklyn, the Bronx, Queens or Houston, I would start a club for those genre folks. And no matter what type of population I was in, that's what I would do. And I found that I really enjoy, like I said, um, encouraging and uplifting young girls, like teenage, like the ones that people kind of are scared of, the ones that people are like, oh, there's so much work to me. They were easy, Peasy, beautiful cover girls. Okay, I loved them and I still do. And it's so funny because even when I was in spaces where I wasn't living authentically, God would shine little sparks of things that I would do for free um, that were authentically me, like starting girls' groups, starting groups for black and brown folks and it wasn't just African Americans actually now that I think about it it was it was for black and brown folks. So my Latinas, my Hispanic girls, my chicas, I started groups for them and I helped them understand more of who they are. And one day I was in Houston and I was building yet another school and helping yet another department and I was so um unhappy I was sitting there in a classroom full of very well-mannered children because whenever I would come in they had a lot of respect for me and they would really do what I asked them to do not because I demanded them but because I respected them and they respected me too and um, I was sitting there and I was so unhappy and I said to myself God what what is going on why am I so unhappy I I built schools I worked with Really um, affluent, affluent, you know, influential people, and all that didn't matter. I, I've seen multiple kids graduate and go to college and change the world, and I just was so unhappy. And I was like, I'm not living barefaced. I am. I've done two things with my life that someone else told me to do, or encouraged me to do, or told me this is hot, this is fire, this is lit. Like, and I was like, no. No, it's not. And so I sat there and tears were just rolling down my face, like sitting in a room of happy, well-mannered children, doing their work, sitting there, bawling, bawling, crying. And I prayed to God and I said, what do I need
1: to do? And
0: he encouraged me to think about the things in my life that I do for free Think about the things that I've done in my life, in my career specifically for free. And the two big things that I did while I was in education for free, it's the very first thing I did was like I said, I encouraged and uplifted women, girls, black and brown. And when they came into me, if they were crying about a boy or crying about a grade or crying about their mom, they would leave me better and how they found me and i found my voice in that and the second thing that i did for free in my career that i wasn't even authentically living in was i actually helped the school nurse for free i would come in early in the morning and i would make sure all the students that had type 1 diabetes had their sugar checked and their insulin and i would also help all my students with adhd and i would help all the students that had any medical need for free. Um, Because in the state of Texas, if you work in education, because there's such a lack of nurses, if you work in education, you can become an unlicensed nurse assistant as an educator. And I decided to do that. And I did that for many years. And I worked nursing, right, quote unquote, unlicensed for free. Like I was just like, wanted to care for these kids. I wanted to care for people in a medical sense, in a nursing sense, for free. Um, And so I was like, you know what? That's what I should be doing. Why am I doing something, whether it be in affluent uh, entertainment field or grassroots education field? Why am I doing it if I wouldn't do it for free? I wouldn't be working in entertainment for free. No! the life they live, I'm sorry, it's not. They, they they live, they give up a lot of their identity to be in that field and that's something I couldn't, I couldn't do. And in education, you have a sense of, you know that there's gonna be a light at the end of the tunnel. The light, the tunnel is so very long in education. It may take years for you to see that light and that's also not something I'm really into, right? Um, um, it's great that I know there will be light and lives will be changed, but the tunnel is so long and dreary and arduous and un, um, um, unappreciative that I, I was so unhappy in it because of that. And so I decided to wrap up the whole entire career, both of them, wrap them up. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go be a nurse because I was nursing for free. and. Not just a nurse, I was like, okay, what type of nurse has women and men, or women, at that point I was thinking women, young women, older women come in, you come into, they come into your space, and they leave one feeling, one emotion, and then they come in with one emotion, and they leave with another emotion, and that emotion being... Empowerment and love, lifting and feeling beautiful and feeling privileged, and knowing that you know God is with them and God loves them and they are um, salt of the earth. And I was like, okay, that has to be plastics, right? That like plastics, people they come in, they feel a certain way about their body, their face, whatever, or they have a deformity, and they come out better. And those results are instantaneous in the sense where. You know, after the surgical procedure, plastic surgery is done, you see the change. You don't have to wait for this long, arduous tunnel. Right. And so I was like, OK, plastic surgery. And then I was like, OK, um, let's move to like, OK, nursing, though, because plastic surgery, you have to be a surgeon. And I have no desire to live a surgeon life because their life is very hectic in the sense where they're always in the OR. And I was like, okay, and I don't want to be a surgeon. Like, that's not my lifestyle, right? Um, And I was like, nurse, okay, cosmetic nurse, aesthetic nurse, plastic surgery nurse. And that's when it dawned, I was like, oh, I'm going to go to nursing school to be an aesthetic nurse. That will tie in my love and my drive for empowering women, uplifting women, making girls and women feel beautiful, making them feel important and known and seen however they would like to be seen on this earth because our time on this earth is borrowed time. The Bible says that our life is like a vapor, like morning dew on grass. It's only for a short while. And so in that short while that we have here, or they have with me, I want them to feel better. Um, And so that is how the aesthetic nursing field kind of came into play and then i went to nursing school which is a very difficult task very difficult um it's funny because before i went into nursing school i would watch all like the memes and the jokes on um on uh and instagram about how hard nursing school is and i was like what come on now i worked with ceos i worked with kids in the bronx and i had a master's nursing school is gonna be fine i'm gonna be fine nope Lies. I was lying to myself. Nursing school was... I was not being authentic. I was not being barefaced, okay? I was living in a lie. I had a whole mask, all right? Nursing school is very difficult. Very difficult. Very difficult. If you don't know yourself when you go into nursing school, when you come out, you will know who and whose you are because you will spend many, many days and many nights on your knees in prayer and supplication, okay? So, I... Um, did that nursing and i went straight into uh aesthetic nursing i was so passionate about it so passionate about plastic surgery so plas- passionate about the or so passionate about making sure the latter days of my life were days that i was living authentically myself every single day when i wake up I am going to go to a career and a job where any trainings I go to I'm interested in it in any any type of conferences I go to I'm going to be interested in the conference I'm not going to go and be like when is this over why do I need to learn this I'm going to be there hungry because I'm doing it for myself and I'm doing it as in my authentic self you know I don't have to disguise myself and it's funny because I talk to many people and they don't like the trainings that they go to at their job. They don't like the conference. They don't even like, they don't even want to be there. They're dragging themselves to be there. They complain about the career every single day. They're waiting for Friday and happy hour. They're waiting for the weekend. And the reason why they are doing that is because they are in a career in which they are living a masked life. They are disguising themselves, and it is not their purpose. Because when you are in your purpose, you have no problem going to work. Yes, it may be annoying to go every day, you know, like the the traffic or whatever. whatever. But when you get there, you are energized because you are being 100% yourself. You are barefaced, you are raw, you are authentic, you are open, you are educated, you are talking, you're excited to learn. When trainers come in, you're ready to learn. You are wanting to be a trainer. You want to be there. You want to take the bull by the horn, as they say, and you want to bring other people in. You want to be a mentor, and you want to find mentees, and you want to find a mentor. You want to be there because it's part of you. It's an, an appendage of you. It's not... Something a career you have to put on and then take off when 5 o'clock hits or 7 o'clock, right? And so I knew it was for me because of those things. And my encouragement after 20 minutes of talking about just living barefaced in your career and trying to figure out how you can find a career that you're barefaced and two big things, the two big takeaways that I wanna say is that sit down with yourself. Like, block out all the noise, all the coworkers, all the relationships you have at work, all the relationships you have at home, all the ideals that people say, oh, this career is this and this career is hot and this you're in a hot career, like, why would you leave it? Like, look at all the people. Sit down with yourself and say to yourself, Do I complain about my career every day? Do I feel like I have to change myself to be in this career? If the answer is yes and yes, then sit down with yourself and ask yourself, what is something I would do every day and learn about every day for free? For free. For free. For free. Like, they don't need to pay me. I would still want to learn about this, whatever it is, if no one paid me. I would still want to be in this type of space and energy is if nobody paid me. I love being in the OR. It's such a crazy different place. It's so disconnected from the rest of the world. Like in the OR, sometimes they call surgery theater because everybody is a player or a, or an actress or actor, right? Because everyone has a role. And the goal is for no one to step into another person's role. The surgeon has a role. The nurse has a role. Anesthesia has a role. Um, the tech has a role. The patient has a role. And so I'm very comfortable in the OR. I'm 10 times more comfortable in the OR than on the floor of a hospital as a nurse, right? Right? I'm very comfortable in the OR and it's not a very comfortable place it's actually very invasive there's lots of sawing and hammering and cutting and blood and sucking and it's very not comfortable and drugs and it's it's in looking and examining and suturing and, and tying and pushing and pulling and retracting and it's a, it's not uh, something that's comfortable in the naked eye, but for me, it's very comfortable because I know when this person wakes up, they'll be happier, their problem will be fixed. It, if not a hundred percent, at least fifty, right? At least seventy, right? And so I, 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 it's a comfortable space for me because I know things are changing, right? And that's one of the things I didn't care for, and. In the life of an educator, an education, the, the tunnel was so long to get to the solution and to get to the light. And the op- operating room, that tunnel was not long. We know that after 12 hours, you know, depending on if you're doing a mommy makeover, it may take 10 to 12 hours, or if you're just really quickly doing a blepharoplasty and lifting up somebody's eye, it was, takes five hours. Not even that they'll be changed in that time frame, and so. Um, You need to really sit with yourself and ask yourself, what are the values? What are the things that I would do and that I do for free? Where are the places that you volunteer for free? What are the things that you do for free? And if you don't even know what those things are, you got to talk to God because you don't know what brings you joy. You don't know. You got to figure that out because if you don't, you'll spend a career waiting for Friday and waiting for the weekend and wishing the training was over and wishing your boss would go away and all these things that people complain. I always say happy hour is the most, it's the saddest hour I've ever seen. I don't go to happy hour. I don't need an hour of happiness because in my career, I'm happy day to day. I don't need to go find an hour of happiness. I don't. (laughs) That's strange. That's very strange to me. Um, And the second thing you need to do when you're thinking about uh, finding a purposeful, barefaced career is looking to um, something that will provide you the lifestyle that you seek. Um, So one of the big things about lifestyle and with nursing is that you can actually work for three days, four days and be totally and utterly financially okay and blessed because of the pay scale and the pay rate. And now nursing pay rate is um, the highest it's been in a long time because of COVID, Um, but it's also where it should have always been, right? It's at a space now where people are paying nurses what they should have always received. The pay was good before, don't get me wrong, but now it's very excellent and that's where it should have always been. Um, for nurses. Um, and so thinking about one of the things I didn't want to do is I didn't want to be at work on the weekends and on days. I didn't want to be on work in the holidays. I didn't want to not see my family. That's important to me. Some people that's not important to them, but I knew that five days a week, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to have that career Um, time frame and like how how I work I'm okay with working three days I'm okay with working four days I'm not okay with five I'm not okay with six I'm not okay with nights I'm not okay with holidays I'm not okay with it some people don't care but for me I'm not okay and so you have to think about lifestyle because some people say oh I want to be a surgeon okay I want to be a doctor okay you're always at the hospital Like you're always there. And so you really have to sit and think about lifestyle because if you're not, you're going to have your family pulling at you um, about your job, right? You're going to have your husband, your kids, your wife pulling at you about your job because your lifestyle and your job don't match. They don't match. And so you're going to be miserable because of that, because you're not really living how you really want to live. You are in disguise. You are not barefaced in your life. You you change, right? You. Some people love 60 hour weeks and 70 hour weeks and not being home. And some people don't, which is why you have to really assess who you are and whose you are and how you want to live. And I knew in nursing, it would at least give me the opportunity to choose to work three days and four days and still have Ample salary and ample income, and feel fulfilled in that way. And so, like I said, everybody doesn't value family in that way, and holidays in that way, and family photo ops, and all that, but I do. And I knew that when I have a husband, i don't have one now that i want to be able to be the type of wife that is available for her husband and i'm available because i have my own clients and surgery is booked in advance so i can kind of make my days of work right and negotiate that with my husband and the doctors and the other people in the clinic and in the surgery room and that's some people can't negotiate when they work but i can because I wanted my husband to know, future husband, to know that our family's number one in my book, right? And so just thinking about those two big rocks, I think will transform you into be very authentic and clear and barefaced and no disguise, very open, raw, and authentic into what type of career is really purposeful for you and allows you to live in the purpose that God. God made me this way. He made me to want to love on people of color and women and, and beauty and um, aesthetics and I didn't, I don't He made me this way so why am I switching it up? Because He didn't make a mistake with me. Why am I getting a master's degree? Because someone told me to, my mother <laughs> told me to, um, because I was confused. What I should have did which is sit down like I did years later, and think about, okay, what do I do for free? What do I love for free? What do I naturally um, connect to for free? I mean, I was a pageant girl. Like, I ran for Miss New York USA, you know? I've always loved women showcasing who they are on a stage in a big, beautiful, dazzling, sparkling, here I am dress, you know? I mean, that's just, here I am Here I am. Take my beauty for how I am. And one of the beautiful things I love about pageantry is there's so many types of beauty, right? And that's like what I mean. Like be barefaced in your beauty, in your love, in your heart, in your purpose. Um, And so I hope that this episode, my very intro episode on the beautiful island of Grenada, um, helps you to be raw and authentic and just to think about, are you being barefaced in your career? Are you doing something that you would do for free? Are you waiting for a happy hour? I'm sorry, that's crazy to me. Are you waiting for the weekend? Are, is your career in line with your home values where you won't have to feel like you have to change yourself to fit into this career because of what this career values? I don't really value at home. And is God in it? Did God speak to you about this career? And so, thank you so much for joining me, my little barefaced babes, my little honeys. I know that you're going to take these words and share these words um, with other babes who might not be living barefaced or just want a little bit of encouragement about how to live barefaced in their career. And if you're um, following us or um, listening us to us on Spotify or iTunes or any other podcast, Network, I say thank you and God bless you. Thank you for listening to us. Follow us on Spotify. Follow the Face Nurse USA on Instagram and TikTok as I showcase um, other aesthetic treatments and what I do. And if you want more of uh, how to live barefaced and be a barefaced babe, Let me know in the comments. Leave a note, a comment on my Instagram or even on Spotify. Send me a DM and I will share some of my other barefaced babe wisdom and, and anything that you request. Love you, babes. Bye.